Podcast. 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 say that one we had a couple issues uh throughout the recording today uh with just like noisiness you're gonna hear like my roommate talk a lot i'm literally trying to record an apology for why the episode sounds bad and you're interrupting me i just wanted to <laughs> i didn't want to be snippy i, didn't and, to and snippy. See, I, I knew what you were doing because i read in the discord and then i heard you do it I wanted to come be a part of it if you would let me. I was, it was just going to be a 30-second thing. Now this is like... <laughs> it's content. <laughs> now it's content. It was just... Anyway, hi, listeners. Um, what? Nora's here now. Oh, um, I'm sorry. Crash the party. <laughs> you did crash the party. We love you, though. Um, yeah, so there was just a little bit of like noisiness and roommate talk i apologize we're gonna try and figure out like a slightly better request episode i swear to god if audacity crashes while i'm just trying to record this 30 second intro this 30 second now two minute intro also um uh what's the what's the beast cast music it's um Corrections, send your corrections to giantbeastcast at giantbomb.com. I don't think that's beastcast at giantbomb.com. That's beastcast at giantbomb.com. Jeff, why don't you take it away? (laughs) Um, It's been years. (laughs) Well, um, there was a bit I was just listening to as I was editing it Mm -hmm. where I say um, there should be a Monster Hunter game on Switch or something. I don't remember exactly what I said, but I said yeah. something about, like, mm-hmm. I wonder if they're going to port Monster Hunter World to Switch, something like that. There's been a Monster Hunter game on the Switch for an entire year now. It came out in August 2018. Sure. It's called Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know much about it, but... Kirk uh, is in it. They drop a bridge on him. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I just now got your joke. <laughs> yeah, apparently there is a Monster Hunter game on Switch. I don't know anything about it. I'm sure it's cool. Do they have axes? Uh, the Switch axe was introduced in Monster Hunter. But if there's an axe S. in that game, it is now a Switch axe. Uh, <laughs> you love me. You're gonna marry me. <laughs> anyway, uh, this is where the. Intro music to the podcast goes.
Fine. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Export Audio, episode 63. My name is Autumn June. I couldn't decide which name to say there. I'm mood. My co-host is, as always, Zoe Mars. As, so, well, I was going to say sometimes, but always, also, sometimes, and also, uh-huh. sometimes, and also, always. Nora Blake, also. <laughs> How you doing? Okay. So we were just in bed for a moment. Not like in a fucky way, it's just the place where sometimes a couple hang out. <laughs> a couple what hang out? <laughs> and I was sleepy. Uh-huh. And, and then I, I said, podcast. And then I felt the energy rush in. And I yeah. can't decide if I just ride that energy until it peters out, or if I try to, like, get some caffeine in me to... Well, I am literally inches away from a 12-pack of 7-Up, a 12-pack of Mountain Dew, and half a 12-pack of Dr. Pepper. It was a 12-pack two days ago. (laughs) Yeah, it was. (laughs) It sure fucking was. I have not had uh, the Dew... (laughs) The do in probably there might be an open do on the other side of the table. No, what? Oh, <laughs> you mean an open twelve pack of do? I thought you were yes. just like, yeah. Anna was drinking a Mountain Dew last night. You can have the rest of theirs. Like I, mean, I was a, a seven fucking can right monster. Here that has soda in it. That was mine. I didn't finish it because my tummy hurt. I'm sorry, but there's a cup of milk over here. I was hoping. <laughs> That you wouldn't see that, and that I would remember to clean it up before we started doing the podcast. I did, and you didn't. <laughs> I have probably not had gamer fuel in like ten years. Should I try gamer fuel? Should I try? You want to game- arrow pointing down this right now? Let's do this on the podcast. All right. We should go. Th- I'm gonna go grab the open one. The open twelve pack. Yeah. The open twelve pack. There's there There's is also one, right? Code red. Yeah. Fuck that. There's that, there's there's original, there's code red, and then there's three. Scooter, go fuck yourself. Gladly, if it's involving code red. <laughs> <laughs> so there's code red, there's there's vanilla, if you will. What? Not, there's plain Mountain Dew, and then there's throwback, which I think is just Mountain Dew with cane sugar. Yes, that's true. What, what's... What should I do here? What's my... Hmm? What should you want? What should I, uh, do? What should you... Do you? <laughs> I'm just gonna do. Just gonna do? Just grab a do. Fuck retro. The pass is in the pet. Oh, God! Oh, they're all empty. They're, like, all empty. No, I bought you a new, uh, 12-pack of do. Oh. Retro do is also empty. Oh, I thought you were just throwing it to be a shit. No, I would not throw a 12-pack of... No, I thought you would pull the last one out and were throwing the box. Oh. No. Though I was throwing it to be a shit. Okay, so the the horrible noises you're hearing now are... I guess we're just breaking down these boxes. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna open this... This do... Oh, hello. Hi, everybody. Hi. I'm podcasting from Nora's side of the table now. Uh Uh-huh. I'm gonna open this uh, 12 pack here and I'm going to get you a do. Rise and shine, gamers. 
Rise and shine. Fucking rise up. Rise up. If you thought the last episode was a fugue state masquerading as a podcast, <laughs> welcome to Export Audio 63. Are you going to also have one? No, I'm going to have a Dr. Pepper. Okay. <sighs> I had three do's because I ran out of Dr. Pepper last week. I was going to do it at the same time. And we did it at the same time. But we didn't count. I wanted to count. I don't know. <laughs> one. Like, time out is like, you can't go on five. Oh, you think this is match three? You think this is a professional podcast? This almost tastes like a soda I like. Which okay. soda? Okay. Which soda you like does real it taste qu- like? Real quick. I- we all know that my tapping on the table has become a horrible listening experience mm-hmm. in the new incarnation of Export Audio. Mm-hmm. Tapping my soda can on the table may be the worst thing I've <laughs> ever done. <laughs> Do we need, like, a foam shock-absorbent coaster for you to, like, idly play with your can on? Maybe. <laughs> All right, well. Um, <sighs> so. This almost tastes like Sprite, a soda I enjoy. But it's better. But it's worse. You should try the Baja Blast. I want this over ice. Oh. Which is... More work than it is worth right now. Uh, I don't like anything. That's a cup with water in it. <laughs> I'm gonna dump the water out, idiot. Yeah, I was just letting you know. Uh, there's water. That's our Gen Con cup. That's, That's our, our like Con cup. our first like uh, fucking souvenir. S- fucking branded souvenir shit that we have as a couple. Yeah. Along with the friends at the table poster set from Gen Con. I was. I also bought the 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 pin. I was supposed to return this and get $3 back, and I didn't. I intentionally didn't remind you because I wanted to keep the cup. Son of a... <laughs> Gun. Oh, we don't fucking swear on this podcast now? Yeah, I guess so. Damn. D- drat. Thank you. Drat. This sucks. This is Are you good? Podcast. You got that ice... You got that ice, friend? You, get, you getting it out of the tray? You doing all right? <laughs> God damn it! The ice sucks. The ice sucks. Everything sucks. The ice, ice, sucks. <laughs> the ice goes ice in the cup, not on the floor. <laughs> oh. Tyler, the creator voice. Fuck everything, man. Really. Really do it though. Terrible podcast. Why does anyone let me do this? I don't know. We make like $12 on Patreon. (sighs) Fuck. I'm kicking things. Disoriented. Your anger is. Oh. Gotta let that ASMR. Why are you pouring it like that? Is there another way to pour it? There's a way to pour it so you don't get it foamed to shit. It's like pouring a beer. You don't want it to be... Jesus Christ, they put the vent things on the side so you can pour it and let the air in. How are you supposed to pour a soda? For the listeners, I just took a drink out of the fucking can. Like you're supposed to. You're supposed to pour it directly into your mouth. This sucks. But... Oh, yeah, you put fucking ice in it! It sucks just as much as it did before! 
The Baja Blast is good. I don't believe you. You don't ever believe me. (laughs) What did you do today? Asshole. I went to my job. And then what? Do we, is this what we're doing? Yeah, we're doing yeah. Okay. So, my day starts with getting a, a cool eight hours of sleep. You might wonder to yourself, Allison, how did you get eight hours of sleep when you had to work at 4.30 in the morning today? Bitch fell asleep at 7. Bitch fell asleep at 7 p.m. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, we came home. You went to bed. Yeah. That was that. Woke up, worked my 4.30 to 10 shift. It was kind of an easy one, uh, all things considered. Uh, came home, went to doctor's office, where I have never, ever been dead named once at this doctor's office until the one day where I'm trying to show my girlfriend... <laughs> Hey, they're cool. They're like not gonna dead name you and things. And of course, they dead name me like three or four times. Yeah, this is the way of things. They also um, had a phrenology thing in their lobby. They they have a phrenology skull in the front lobby. I try not to think about it too much. They, so do they. They also play a lot of Frank Sinatra and Dean Martin and. Those Dean Martin was that guy from uh, Cheaper by the Dozen, right? Uh-huh, yeah. The jerk. The jerk. Uh, Umberto Eco. <laughs> I, you're losing me now. Is this a uh, Knuckles Chaotix reference? No, I'm an idiot. Um, the jerk is a adaptation parody of... Cyrano de Bergerac? Also, you said Echo. I thought of the rhinoceros. And I don't that's know... That's a different... Mark Echo is a different Echo. And that's why I thought of Knuckles Chaotix. I don't know why, but Cyrano de Bergerac and Umberto Echo are two, like, words I heard when I was young that I didn't get, and I put them in the same spot in my mind. Yeah, understandable. Yeah. Anyway. So anyway... We leave the doctor's office. We went to... We went to a restaurant. Yeah, like... To be clear, I'd heard of this. I've been to this kind of place before. It's a chain of Italian restaurants. My parents always treated it like it was super, super fancy. But we're talking like half a step fancier than Olive Garden. I was going to mention this. It's not that much more expensive than Olive Garden. Olive Garden is expensive. Okay, I haven't I, I been to Olive Garden in forever. I went to the Olive Garden in Ennis, uh, and I was just, like, checking it out, and I was surprised at how expensive it was, because it was like, oh, this will just be like TGI Friday. It wasn't like TGI Fridays. Okay. So, the actual thing is that I have had a small craving for Italian food, um, and you may have heard me recently say on this podcast that I wanted to cook more, and if you know me in real life, which none of you do, you may know that I'm, like decent at cooking like a couple Italian dishes like I can make like can you make a chicken parmesan I've never tried but I can figure it out I can make a pretty decent marinara sauce I can make a pesto sauce um like I can do some Italian cooking I could just make this myself and scratch the itch but for some reason I insisted on going out to a fancy Italian place 
I didn't even insist. I did not insist on going to a fancy Italian no, place. But <laughs> I insisted on going to an Italian place, and the only ones we could find were all fancy. Because I feel like there's only you either have like fancy, mm-hmm. super fancy, mm-hmm. or Fazoli's. I've never heard of this. <laughs> Let me show you the menu of Fazoli's real quick. Fazoli's. Okay, I'll do. Here's the peak Fazoli's experience. Me and my shitbag high school friends, like Anna, used to go <laughs> hang out at the Fazoli's and all get, like, waters and then wait until, like, someone would bring us unlimited breadsticks until the Fazoli's had to start enforcing a policy where you could only get unlimited breadsticks if you made a purchase. And you could not just purchase a Coca-Cola. You had to purchase a meal to get your unlimited breadsticks. So we stopped hanging out at Fazoli's. <laughs> my, uh, shitty, uh, my shitty college friends, we hung out at fucking Twin Peaks. Like, I can't judge. My shitty high- college friends and I all hung out at IHOP. And got, like, chicken my tenders. My high school friends and I hung out. There's a place in Allen, Texas, that has a Panda Express right next to a Wendy's. And we just alternated between the two. It was a writing group, so, like, we hung out after the stuff. No, right. There was a coffee shop called Escape. <laughs> it was just Escape, and they put the accent over the second E, which might be a real French word. It might not be. Who Everyone argued over whether it was Escape or Escape. Mm. Um, anyway, it was a cool coffee shop. Um... They also had donuts there. They were open all day. They had couches and tables. And we hung out there a lot. Uh, I had a friend who worked there for a while, and it seemed like it was a terrible experience. We used to hang out a lot at a local coffee shop called Whistle Stop. And I had the thought the other day, I was like, Whistle Stop would not be a terrible version of what I do now. Like, if for Mm -hmm. some reason I was back living in my hometown, I could go work at Whistle Stop. Except that if I were living in my hometown, I'd... Want to hang out there? No, I would want to leave as soon as I can. And also, probably have a better job than just working minimum wage. It's the same job I have, just like 1% less ethically compromised. Um, Sure. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. This fucking Italian place. um, It was essentially like... It's called Maggiano's. It was essentially an Olive Garden. It's essentially an Olive Garden. It's expensive. It's expensive. We're detailing our second ridiculously expensive meal on this podcast, and I want to emphasize, we're not, like, bougie. (laughs) (laughs) We don't have that much money. It's just that we have some money right now. Because of Kickstarter. Because of Kickstarter. And we don't have anything better to spend it on than food? I mean, I mean, the game that I'm kickstarting, but, like, I'm in the process of getting it printed right now, so, like... Yeah. It's... The big expenditure was the freelancers, and that's already paid for, so... Yeah. Um... Anyway. The food was fine. I just wanted to protect our reputation. Yeah. As, like, cool anarcho-punk podcasters. Yeah. There's also, like, the thing of... You kind of have some money. <laughs> you kind of have some money because of Kickstarter. I don't have a job. You don't have a job. So the money will run dry. What, money will run dry by the end of year, probably. I have... Like, I don't have 
money, except for I'm dating someone who can pay for things right now. Oh, yeah, that's me. Yeah. But, like, I don't... If if I were buying this meal, I would not have bought this meal. I would have... Oh, for sure. I would have gone in there and politely been like, oh, can I look at your menu? And then I would have seen it, and I would have been like, good day. I'll have a breadstick. Did they even have breadsticks here? I don't know. I didn't see breadsticks. They brought us bread at one point. They brought us slices of baguette, mm-hmm. which, first of all, French. Damn, that's true, though. And then he, the man put a plate on the table, and then he just poured a bunch of oil in it, and then put, like, cheese on top and left it there. Yeah. Oh, well, I think the idea is because you butter your bread. Sure. And so you dip the bread in the olive oil and cheese and it's kind of you that's know. what we did and no one told us not to so <laughs> also the man came over to our table being like hello ladies what can i get for you today ladies and then like after two of those was like all right guys i got you guys sure thing guys yeah. and it felt very bad it didn't feel good it felt bad actually yeah um I have chicken parmesan because that's the only thing I eat at a fucking Italian restaurant. I got um, arrabbiata, which was... Maybe I'm just misremembering how arrabbiata is. It was very creamy, which was fine. I just don't remember arrabbiata being creamy. I don't know what that means. Uh, To my recollection, it's kind of just a spicier marinara sauce. That's my recollection of it. Maybe I'm wrong. It's been a while since I've had it. But it was like, oh, this is a creamy pasta. Okay. Oh, I love creamypasta.com. <laughs> I was, yeah. <laughs> um, but it was good. And then the other weird thing, which then I realized the grift of this place, was that if you order a pasta dish... Specifically, like, the very basic pasta that's just pasta... Yeah. Not like what I got, which has food on top of the pasta. Or not even on the pasta. I had the pasta in a bowl, and I had the food on a plate. You By the food, you mean meat. <laughs> <laughs> because an eggplant parmesan, which is the same thing as a chicken parmesan, but with a fucking vegetable. I might like that. I don't know. I've never had eggplant. You should try it sometime. When I could- it's not seventeen dollars i will no, I that, could, that, that stuff wasn't that expensive i could absolutely make us like chicken chicken parm and then like eggplant parm as well like i've definitely i know for sure i've made eggplant parm in my i think life. it's eggplant i've had i've had zucchini zucchini is excellent but i had it in um basically hash browns but with zucchini where you you grate it into yeah the, yeah zucchini is great eggplant Similar to zucchini, but a little a little squishier. Anyway, we we uncovered multiple levels of grift to this to this restaurant. Yeah. First of all, you're it's a ten dollar meal. You're paying like seventeen dollars for it. Most, most of that is for pretending to be fancy and pretend like it's at the mall. This is at the mall. It's across it's, the street from the mall, but it's, it's essentially at the you mall. You see it from the mall. Yeah, and it's like. Oh, you really put a lot into the decoration of this place and tried to make it look very fancy. Um, and so there's this air of like, oh, we're going to this place because this is, look at all these old white people here. Yes. <laughs> so you know it's a yes. fancy place. You are, you are paying extra to not have to sit in the same room as poor people. Yes. Um, which we then came and ruined that. 
<laughs> I'm here in my t-shirt from a Kickstarter. It was the uh, Children of the Zodiac Kickstarter, which is a game that I enjoyed, but then I switched my PSN name so that it wouldn't dead name me. Um, by which I mean I made a new account. I didn't change the name. Anyway, I don't have that game anymore, but it was fun. I was in a very cute long sleeve t-shirt that I got at Target and wear to work almost every day, so it's a little smelly even when I freshly (laughs) launder it. Um, Uh, uh, The the next youngest person I saw, well, there was a baby. There was a baby. There was a baby. Uh, Unfortunately, not in a normal suit. Not in a normal (laughs) suit. That would have been amazing if we walked into this, like, quote-unquote fancy Italian place and, like, there was a baby in a normal suit. (laughs) That would be amazing anywhere, but especially in this restaurant. There's, like, a German guy in there. There was a German guy who was explaining um, that his neighbor wanted to cut a tree down and this German guy was going to, like lawyer up because like this guy was going to put his kids in danger by cutting this tree down and you know was also um i i eavesdrop on other people anytime i'm at a restaurant um if you're in a restaurant with me i'm listening to your conversation especially if you're the only loud one at your table um this german guy was also talking about um yes there was something about like well you know my son he just He's just not manly enough, you know, mm-hmm. and like some some rant about gender. Not not a rant because it was a very polite conversation, but just, just like just like a... getting on his soapbox. Mm. You he, know, he posted. He posted, but IRL. Damn, that sucks. You hate yeah. to see it. Anyway, uh, the food was all right. Yeah, it was decent. Honestly, like I meant to say this at the restaurant, and then we got sidetracked. Uh, in Texas. We had these places that were basically like this, but cheaper. Yeah. It was like Spaghetti Warehouse. I've heard of Spaghetti Warehouse. It's good. It was better than this place, honestly. Because they had like... Oh, we didn't explain the grip. streetcar aesthetic. They had like all these street... They had a streetcar like in the... That's cool. ...place, and they had all this memorabilia. It was really, really fucking cool. We didn't explain the grift. Well, I explained... Okay. $10 meal. You pay extra for the atmosphere... And atmosphere. It was kind of tacky. The atmosphere wasn't anything. It was like the the aesthetic, the like setting rather, the set dressing. But if you order pasta, like I got the uh, arrabbiata rigatoni, um, you could also order another plate of pasta that would come in a box that you would just take home. That you would just not even pretend you were going to eat this (laughs) meal today. <laughs> it was it's literally today and tomorrow. It was the today and tomorrow special, and you would order your pasta. You would, you would order. This is not like a thing you have to opt into. This is a free pasta. This yeah. is not you pay if extra you, and get an extra pasta. Yeah. If you order the rigatoni arrabbiata, the waiter looks at you and is like, "What's the other pasta you want with that, <laughs> jackass?" Yeah, I'm giving you more pasta. You're taking more pasta home. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, like, I got um, some baked ziti that I will heat up tomorrow, or perhaps tonight. Probably tomorrow. Probably tonight. Oh, I was... Mine, I'm going <laughs> to eat mine tonight. Well, you you didn't get extra pasta because you no. got the chicken parm. You but just, I like, did get two eat. chicken parms on the chicken parm. Right, you just didn't so, eat all of it. Yeah. Anyway, um... So, yeah, you just get extra pasta with your pasta, and I realize, because this is... By the mall, which is, like, within 
three or four miles of three universities, maybe four universities. It's it's we cl- drove into downtown St. Louis and passed like four universities. Yeah. It's it's really close to Umsel, it's really close to SLU, it's really close to WashU. Could be close to Webster, genuinely don't know where Webster is. Um The dictionary? Not the dictionary. Anyway, um and so I realized that the grift is that like your parents come to visit you at college and they ask, Where do you want to go to eat? We'll take you somewhere nice. And you say Maggiano's because you can then go there and get your parents to buy you not only a dinner today, but a dinner tomorrow. Yes. Because I, the last time my parents came and visited me here in St. Louis, I also was like, I want to go to a fancy Italian dinner. And I just looked at the menu and decided, this sounds like the biggest thing on the menu. <laughs> this is what I will get. This sounds big. <laughs> It was like, I was like, there's a lot of ingredients in it. This sounds big. I will get this one. And I was right. (laughs) I was right. My meal was larger than either of theirs. And I took half of it home. Now, I will say that my perception of how much a meal costs is being destroyed in real time. Because, and I'm not complaining. Mm Mm-hmm. But I do pay for two people a lot of the time. Yes. That's just how it goes. Yeah. Um, so now I'm just like complete, like after years of only ha- being right. being alone, living alone, um, anytime either of us pays for food now, it's for both of us. Like we don't do, we don't split shit. Like yeah. It's like not really worth it considering we live together. Yeah. The money is basically shared. Yeah. Um... So it's like my perception of what one person's food costs is just deteriorating. Right. Like, as I... Well, and I used to be in the situation where, like, Anna and I were going on dates all the time and buying each other meals all the time, but that was, like, four years ago. So it used to Mm -hmm. be that, like, if I went to the Olive Garden, that would be, like, $32 for two people, you know? Uh, and that's, like, before tip, but after tax, I guess. Yeah. This is just my yeah. vague me- recollection. And now, probably going to the Olive Garden for two people is 40-ish, because you both get, like, sodas, and you both get, like, a $15. That's, that's not what this was. Yeah. This, this was about 40 This was, that's tip. what I was thinking, was 40 bucks. So it's, like, not that different from, <laughs> and, like, I don't know, maybe, I'm, maybe I have money brain poisoning. Yeah, like, money is definitely poison, that's for sure. It's just like, you know. Yeah. Here's the problem with Mountain Dew, is that it tastes like Sprite, but Sprite makes my stomach feel better. Mm-hmm. Mountain Dew tastes a little worse than Sprite, and makes my stomach feel worse, too. You want some Dr. Pepper? No. I love Dr. Pepper. You, you can just pour your Dr. Pepper into my... Why would I do that? <laughs> and I can't drink it. Um, so anyway, we went and tried this place... It was a weird vibe. Yeah. We didn't fit in at all. We went and got ice cream afterwards. Well, frozen custard. Frozen custard, sorry. We went to Andy's. Went to Andy's. Which I love. It's good. Um, And then we came home, and we didn't speak to each other for two hours. Yeah, it was (laughs) sick. God, I loved it so much. I'm so sorry. (laughs) No, I love you so much. I love you too. I love you. Kiss me. On the podcast? Um, 
I said something mean to you. I have to kiss you to apologize. Um, sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just wanted some space because no, uh, yeah. we've been hanging out so much. And so I just wanted a little time alone. You know that thing where you first move in with someone and then you're just with them 24-7 and you realize that's just your life now? Yeah. Yeah. That's ha- Yeah. And so I basically <laughs> told Nora, I want to I want to be alone. I'm going to sit in the living room and play Monster Hunter. And I don't a dog. I don't care what you do, but you can't be in the living room. You didn't say any of this. <laughs> I left the room. <laughs> um and I played Monster Hunter, which is great. Monster Hunter World. World. No, I was playing Try. I hooked up the Wii U and I bust out Try. Was Monster Hunter Try on the Wii U? I'm going to fact might check be my the own 3DS? joke. I th- or it might be both. Um, or Try might have been on the Wii. Now I'm just curious about the history of the Mon- Monster Hunter series. The Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter. Video games. Um, Monster yeah. Hunter OG is for... No, OG is a different game. Monster Hunter is for the PS2. Um, and then for the PSP. Try is on the Wii. But Try- also... Try was released on the Wii... Uh, then the PSP and the PS3 only in Japan, and then an enhanced version was released for the 3DS and Wii U. Monster Hunter 4 was only on the 3DS. Uh, and then World is PS4, Xbox One. It's weird that it's not on a Nintendo system, but also Monster Hunter World feels like... I don't think Monster Hunter World will ever be on a Nintendo system because it feels like the most expensive game in the universe and, like, they can't... I don't know how they would get that thing to run on the Switch. That's never stopped them. I bet They put games on the Switch all the time that shouldn't be on the Switch. I bet you they could come up with a spin-off that is on the Switch. I bet you they will because, like, the Switch has been such an enormous success and they probably have a lot of audience over there on the Switch. I'd be very interested to see, just for the hell of it, like, an original Monster Hunter remaster. Like, yeah. don't fix it. Don't make it a good video game. Just this make is, it look good. This is also what I want for Kingsfield. I don't even want Kingsfield to hell look yeah. good. I just want... I want an easy way to play Kingsfield. I, have, I want it to look good, because I have baby video game brain, and I need the, the pixels to be shiny. I have, like, two or three people who I follow who are playing Kingsfield right now. And I just want, I want a good way to experience that. None of, none of them are doing Let's Plays, and I don't really trust anyone who would do a Kingsfield Let's Play. What if we got really into Elder Scrolls 1 and 2? This has crossed my mind. I've played Daggerfall. Have you? I haven't. Like, I haven't for a couple hours. As much as I am the Morrowind bitch, I've never gone back to... Yeah, like of course not. Uh, They're very different. They're like randomized and stuff. Are they? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Huh. What have we got in Greedfall? No, we're not what? doing that. Greedfall, it's like the new... No. Oh, I'm getting Greedfall and Outer Worlds mixed Outer up. Outer Wilds? No. So there's two games. One is called Outer Worlds, one is called Outer Wilds. <clears throat> yeah, we're not playing Greedfall. I believe Greedfall is like a new, like, trying to be a Bioware game. It's trying to be a Bioware game. That's the thing sure, I read. okay. And then Outer Worlds... Is a new obsidian that's trying to be like a new Vegas spiritual successor. Uh, that's the one that that had like the really like uh, E3 showing, right? Probably. They talked all a lot about like the whole Savage Wilds and I'm gonna be real with you, I 
Do you watch E3? Not anymore. I'm going to this year again. Why? Podcast. I used to watch E3 every single year, and me too. Um, you know, I watched all of E3 last year, and then 2019, I didn't watch any of E3 because I feel so totally alienated by AAA video games now. Sure, but like, I kind of feel alienated by like indie video games. Um, and I feel like the AAA game, the games that I do care about, which are frankly mostly like AAA things, but like some indie stuff there, like that stuff will find its way to me. Like I cared about Monster Hunter. I found my way to Monster Hunter. I care about a lot of the stuff Nintendo does. I'll, that stuff will find me. I don't need to go to E3. I don't need to watch E3 to learn about Fire Emblem. I mean, I'm, no, for sure, like, there's E3. I've always watched it. So originally with Giant Bomb or Waypoint or just I have a lot of fond memories of being in the Waypoint like Discord chat while uh, watching the stream. That was nice. Um, I don't know where I would do it this next year. I would probably watch with Giant Bomb, but I, I also have not watched Giant Bomb in mm, no. forever. I haven't watched Giant Bomb since... I didn't watch any of the couch stuff this year. That's how out of Giant Bomb oh, and out of E3 I am. I, I tuned in for some couch stuff. There was something specific. Did you tune in for the, the annual... No, that didn't happen, I don't think. It didn't happen? I don't think that happened. What I was going to say, I watched it for Vita, which is true, but not a couch thing. She wasn't on a couch. She was, like, in the, the room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was in the room. I saw her on the on the stream. But she wasn't, like, on a couch or anything. Yeah. I kind of have to use the restroom. Of course. Podcast. Podcast. Podcast? Podcast. Are we still recording? Yes. Here's, here's what I'm going to do. No. Because we've been having so many problems, uh-huh. I'm just going to stop it, save it, uh-huh. uh, and then we'll come back. Okay, so I um I don't know that heaven will be mine again today because people were talking about it on Discord, and I think I might give it another shot. I didn't, I couldn't really latch onto it the way that it seemed to like affect everyone else that I was following at the time when it came out. Uh, but maybe this time it'll be different. Maybe I'll be able to like understand it or whatever, engage with it in the way that everyone else seems to. Um, the other one that they made, uh, we know the devil was cool. I liked it a lot, but um, couldn't latch on to this one. Uh, like two years ago when that game came out, I think just one year ago. Oh shit! It was like a year and some change ago. Yeah. Right. Oh, right. Right. <laughs> it was about a year and like maybe three or four months ago. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Listeners, what you're hearing is history. Nothing. Is nothing. Beefs that will be unnamed. <clears throat> it's an impossible whopper of a podcast. No beef here. No beef here. I take a sip. Take a big sippy. I resume uh, the podcast. So the podcast got fucked up somehow, and it just stopped recording, and then I couldn't get it to start for a while, and so I clicked it a bunch, and now it's going. We just, we gotta, 
we have to be able to plug in the laptop while we podcast. I think that's the thing. Because I don't have this while we record airplane. But that's a, another conversation. We're recording in here for now. There are no plugs in here. Anyway. Yeah. We could record in the basement. No. We could record in the basement. Why would we record in the basement? Because if we could have plugs and put a table down there and be away from people. Maybe. Well, that might be a horrible listening experience. Could be a horrible listening experience. On Export Audio. I've never cared what the listeners <laughs> want. Um, <clears throat> so I talked about Monster Hunter. Mm-hmm. Did I talk about Monster Hunter? Eh, a little bit. I'm centering myself after that burp. I'm finding my, my podcast religion. center. You're finding your religion? Let's talk about Monster You want to talk about Monster Hunter for a minute? Sure. Do you want to do a Monster Hunter segment? Yeah. Cue the music. No, I was doing... I was doing the snap... To be like, and that's where I'll put Monster Hunter music, but then you put in the da-ding, 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 which one was grating on my ears, <laughs> and two... It's funnier. Makes it hard to put in music, maybe. Okay. Monster Hunter! <laughs> that was a bad clap. It's fine. Who cares? <laughs> so, you're using the charge blade, and I'm using the switch axe. I'm using the iron hammer again. Oh, or shit. the hammer. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I'm moving back and forth between the hammer and the switch axe. You can't... Hammer and the charge blade. The hammer and the charge blade. That's right. Because here's the thing with the charge blade. You're not allowed to use the switch axe. Not allowed to use the switch axe. Don't want to use the switch axe. Not Don't because like... I use it. But because I'm not a switch? Yes. <laughs> switch axe is only for switches. Anyway. um, <clears throat> Taking a sip of my podcast to... <laughs> Don't talk to me until I've had my podcast. <laughs> I'm using the hammer. The charge blade is good. I like it a lot. I feel like with the charge blade, I'm not using the shield at all. I'm. Voice crack. I'm not using the shield at all, and I'm wondering if I'm wasting some potential. Whereas, I feel like I'm really, you know, I'm very early with it, but I feel like I've really, like, plumbed the de- the depths of the hammer, you know? Like, I really get that one, and can, like... Hit them. I can move very fluidly. Like, mm-hmm. with the charge blade, I'm still having to be very, like... And then I will press this button, and then I will press this button, and oh, I've dropped my combo. Okay, so if I want to start a new combo, here's where I this, this, and I like it a lot. Whereas the but the iron hammer is just like I'm just gonna charge. I'm gonna press this button, and then I usually know which button to push after that. With the switch axe, I get in and I start hitting them a bunch, and at some point. Have you looked up how the switch max mechanics work? Because you should really do that. Oh, hush. You should do that so that you can grab them good. I hit them with the axe a bunch. And occasionally I switch it to sword and hit them with a sword a bunch. And then I do the attack. And then I switch it back to the axe and go back to hacking. You're more or less doing what you're supposed to, I think. You should probably look up how the, like, 
discharge stuff works in the meter. Yeah. You should look up how that meter works, probably. If they, if it was an important meter to understand, they would have given me like a tutorial. No, they didn't. No, they wouldn't. There's no tutorials. It kind of sucks, but that's how it's it is. Fine. Anyway. Um, cats are great. Cats are great. Um, here's the thing. I'm going to look at a number real quick. I'm going to open Steam. Oh, and 420. Look, nice. Look at a number. Um, updating Steam. I was really hoping this would be a more fluid process than it is, but here we are. Steam's really just checking for available updates. It's going to keep on doing that. I'm going to make up a number. I'm going to make up the most recent number I remember. I have 470 hours in Slay the Spire, to my recollection. Uh-huh. Not Slay the Spire is a great game. I do not have 470 hours in Slay the Spire because it is a great game. If... If it were merely a great game, I would have 150 hours in it. But it has four. It, I have 470 because I listen to a lot of podcasts, and Slay the Spire has just been the game that most neatly fit into the like podcast audiobook part of my life, which is like the main thing more than any. More than anything else, I listen to podcasts and read audiobooks. Mostly listen to podcasts. And so, I like Slay the Spire, but I've been getting bored of it, but I couldn't stop playing it because I have addictive tendencies because I don't didn't have another podcast game to slot in unless Is I went... Is Slay the Spire the one you wrote about? Yeah, I wrote about Slay the Spire. I had a very... That was when I had like 20 hours in Slay the Spire and felt extremely differently uh-huh. About it. Yeah. I also wrote about Slay the Spire and about how I hadn't finished it, but I didn't feel compelled to. I, I hadn't beaten the last boss, but I didn't feel compelled to by the game's design um, at that time. And then, like, the day after I wrote a thing about Slay the Spire, I beat Slay the Spire. So, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, but I haven't been able to drop it because, like, what else was I going to do? Go back to, like, Civ Five or Cookie Clicker? Hell no. And I just didn't know what to slot in there. And I feel like Monster Hunter World, I finally found it because, like, I'm really enjoying the grinding. And I've, I'm... I just got a mission to go do something out of the desert. Like, I've only seen... I've only seen two areas so far. Like, I've barely scratched the surface of this game at all. But I'm already just like, I'm just going to grind because, like, I don't, I just, I just am going to grind. I like the grinding. That's the thing I want to do. Uh-huh. It's how I end up having 200 hours in Dark Souls, even though I've only finished that game. I've only beaten Gwen once, I think. And I have, like, 200, 300 hours in Dark Souls just because I just would turn on something and go play Dark Souls that I didn't even really care about progress all that much. You know, I was progressing because that was the thing to do, but then I would just, like, get to Ornstein and Smo and start a new character because who who gives a shit about the back half of the game? Yeah, no one. It's... I mean, there's some really good stuff in the back half of the game, but the, the best there's stuff There's also is, a lot of bullshit. There's also a lot of bullshit. I feel like the, the start of the game is the best. I feel like everything before Ornstein and Smo is better, even though... I also feel the back half is underrated. Uh, 
I got through that game because I cheated. You're when Dark Souls first came out, there was a thing you could do with the item box that Framped has that you could, like, duplicate items. Um, the reason I beat Demon Souls is because that exploit never got patched out. There's an item dupe uh, glitch in Demon Souls that, as far as I know, never got patched out. Um, Dark Souls did remove the one that I used. I have never beaten another Souls game after they removed cheating. I feel like... I mean, I beat Bloodborne. I had the option of ending the game or fighting one more boss, and I chose to fight one more boss and never finished fighting that boss because I ran out of health files, and then I said, well, I'm not grinding for health files. Fuck this game. I feel like, um... I feel like... Dark Souls 2, I'm having a little bit of a problem where I've started that game on my friend's Xbox, and then I started that game on the dorm room Xbox, and then I started that game on my PC, and then I started that game... I could, if I was going to finish Dark Souls 2, I would have to start that game again mm-hmm. on my own PS4, because I could play it on PC, mm-hmm. but I don't want to anymore. I want to play it on PS4, because that's the way I prefer playing games now. Yeah. And I'm, I don't want to start that game again. Yeah. I want to see the rest of it. I feel like I'm decently likely to finish Bloodborne, except that it's getting... It's scary. Yeah. It's scary. I don't like scary video games, and it's scary. So, having a tough time finishing Bloodborne. We'll probably get there next time I feel the itch. Or, I have Dark Souls 3 if I don't want to deal with the scary. What if you had, like, a cool girl with you when you played video game? What if I had a cool... (laughs) Girl with me when I played video game. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Who would you propose? What? <laughs> Weird word choice there, honey. <laughs> um. And then spoilers. Also, <laughs> also, your PS4 has Sekiro. You yes. tolerated me playing fifteen hours of Control on your PS4. I don't know if you're going to tolerate me playing 40 hours, 50 hours, 60 hours of Sekiro. I really wish I had a disc so I could just give it to you, because I don't really like that game that much. Yeah. I think I'm going to love that game. Maybe. I'm going to think... I think... Here's the other problem. Right now... I get why people like Dark Souls 2 best. I know why Austin Walkers exist. Yeah, I get it. I've seen enough of that game that I'm like, okay, I think this looks prettier. Uh, I think the environments are more varied. There's something fundamental about the movement of the character that turns me off the whole game. Like, everything about the movement, the dodge roll, the attack animations, I don't know what it is because I'm not a video game designer. I'm not a. I'm not an animator. I'm not any. I don't know the technical side of it, but it's just wrong. It feels bad. I don't like it. So, I, I want to finish what I was saying yeah, about. Sure. I understand why lots of people, not not everyone. I understand why the the vocal Dark Souls Dark Dark Souls Two minority exists. Of like, this is the best one, uh, and I support them all. I think they're all great. I just. Like, um, I, 
talking about the dodge roll, I really wish there was the tiered, like, slow roll, fast roll, like, medium roll thing. I wish that was there. I think that would... I think that would make me like the movement in the game more, but it's whatever. It's whatever. I think for me, I just... Right now, I really like Dark Souls because it is the first game because it is so familiar to me. I don't... I've just never clicked with Demon Souls. I feel like I haven't Demon given... Demon Souls is good. I feel like I've never given Demon Souls a fair shake. I think it being level-based is good. I think I think I it's, think like it's, a, a, very, it's a system I'm really interested yeah, in. I wish... Like, I appreciate the whole open, the open world. You know, like Metroidvania sort of situation that Dark Souls has. I prefer the level base because it's like... It feels more structured and like more specific and more like... This is the thing you will deal with now. Mm-hmm. Have fun with that. Yeah. Um, and then I feel like Bloodborne is like a game that still has mystery to me, um, but scratches the thing in me that um, Dark Souls 1 scratches of like a little bit of familiarity, a little bit of mystery, a little bit of, I don't know, Bloodborne and me are just like, in sync in the same way Bloodborne and I are in sync (laughs) in the same way that Dark Souls and I are Uh, and that Dark Souls 2 and I are not and I've only played like the opening area of Dark Souls 3 but I like played like one area of it and was like I don't know champ I don't know I've not felt compelled to I played one area of Bloodborne it was like I'm gonna finish this game. I don't care how long it takes. I don't care. I don't care. I'm gonna finish this. I understand that there is the every. It seems like all of them have this, but like there is also the Dark Souls three, like vocal group that is like oh three is the best. Uh, I think three has the most generic sort of areas. Yeah. Um. The gameplay very good. It's Delver. You heard of Delver? Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like... Better, it's just easier to play because they like made it made some of the annoying aspects of the other games easier. Just on a pure like management level. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong you with that. You can sell just, items in 3. I mean, Imagine. you can... You can sell items and you can fast travel in Dark Souls 1. It's just that you have to wait till the back half of the game to do it. And only sometimes. Oh, yeah, that's true. Only sometimes. Only like 12 bonfires. God, have you played Unpatched Dark Souls 1? Yeah, I played it when it launched. Yeah, because at, at launch, it was only like four bonfires you could fast travel in. It was like... It was like six. I think the actual number is that it was six or seven when it launched. Yeah. And it was so bad that they patched in like fast travel to like six or seven more. Like they doubled how many you could fast sure, travel. Sure. I to. haven't played far enough into remastered to like get that. I, I don't even mean remastered. I mean no, I, from I'm like. I'm just saying. Yeah. I haven't played it since. Since the patches I, started hitting. I loaned my disc to a friend that was in like 20. Probably 2014. Probably been for five years. This is... And I don't live in that state anymore. So, here's the thing. With me, I didn't play Dark Souls until like two, three years after it came it's out, probably. Up. I played Demon Souls in 2009. 
I've been like in this trying each one as they come out and dropping most of them. I didn't right. decade. Or I if sorry. If it was two thousand it wasn't two thousand nine and then it was twenty ten. Whenever Dark and Demon Souls like came out and it okay. was in GameStop as a okay. new title, that's when I'm I'm going sorry. to tell my Dark Souls story I'm sorry. and then I'll tell <laughs> I, know. I wasn't importing the Japanese copy. Yes. If Demon Souls wasn't out here in 09, then I didn't play it in 09. Um, okay. So I didn't play Demon's Dark Souls until like a couple years later. Um and when I did, all the patches were out, it was done, you know. And then, um, when I was in college, you know, I've mentioned probably on the podcast before, like, I was playing with guys in the dorm and, like, kind of coaching them through it as a person who'd played all of Dark Souls <laughs> before. It was, like, a really fun time. It was, like, some of the most fun I've had with that game is, like, coaching these other idiots through Dark yeah. Souls. Um, I don't know if that's not a word I should say. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but that Xbox was not connected to the internet. And so we had unpatched Dark Souls. And so there was just like this weird thing where I was just kept being like squinting and being like, that damage number is wrong. I've swung this battle axe so many times. (laughs) I know this does 76 damage to him. Why is it only doing 54? And I was just like squinting at it. I was like, everything feels wrong. And then they finally got to Ornstein and Smo, and I'm like, why can't you fast travel anywhere (laughs) and they were just like oh and so i looked it up and it was like yeah and so like playing unpatched dark souls when it came out probably stupendous probably or probably perfectly fine learning memorizing Mm -hmm. patched dark souls and then going back to a version that you recognize but is 10 percent shittier Mm -hmm. is the most aggravating experience They improved Blight Town. Did they really? Ostensibly in the patches. What did they do? Performance. Oh. <laughs> did they? Yeah. I didn't know. <laughs> it was yeah. lost on me. <laughs> uh, God. Like, it was never as bad as some people make it out to be. It definitely sucked. But once you got to the real heart of Blight Town, which is the poop, uh, then it was, like, mostly okay. Yeah, here's the thing is... I know Blight Town is bad because the first time I ever did Blight Town, I did Blight Town how you're supposed to. And then every other time I've done Blight Town, I've always started the game. I always start the game with the master key. And so I always just go in the back door, mm-hmm. sprint down to the poop, and don't really notice the performance stuff because I just exactly. skip the worst part of Blight it's Town. It's great how they like. Allow you to just skip the worst part of the game. They really just... That's not the worst part of the game. I'm not being fair. Demon Ruins is one of the worst parts of the game. Which one's Demon Ruins? The fireplace. Oh. Where where they just, like, paste the same enemy seven times in a row. See... You walk down to the lava pit... (laughs) Yeah, and there's there's eight Capra Demons. (laughs) God. Get fucked. That scared the hell out of me the first time I did that. The first time I did that and just saw a Capra demon just standing there. There are other enemies in that area, but only two of them. Your two choices are floating doll or centipede. Those no. are your enemies. No, the actual, the worst part of the game for me is Tomb of the Giants. I Fuck the Tomb of the Giants. Unforgivably bad, in my opinion. Just, that's... The, Tomb it, of the... Darkness of, is not a fun mechanic in any video game. When I say I stop playing after Ornstein and Smo, it's because I always try to do uh, Tomb of the Giants first, and it always just makes me yeah. quit. Because it's like, 
One, I want to get Tomb of the Giants done. Two, I think it's the easiest one of them, if I remember right. And three, I want to quit. It's Even terrible. if you have the sunlight nuggets. And I always do. Not I always do. <laughs> yeah, of course you do. Yeah. It's just, it's still not worth it. Like, that, all that does is put you in a neutral position. Yeah. It still sucks. Yeah. And not even neutral. It's still, like, still sucks. It just sucks yeah. less. Yeah. Um, this was a Monster Hunter conversation at one point. No, I've fine. said all I had to say about Monster Hunter. I watched Hunter. Decline I like of Western Grindel. Civilization Part 3 while you were playing Monster Hunter. That's yes. the other act of this podcast. Oh, and also I might talk about my book for a minute. Sure. Yeah. But we, we both we both watched parts one and two. I'm going to try to watch three, but I wasn't feeling it today. And you were like, no, I really want to watch this. So It's a very different thing. It's a very different Extremely thing? Extremely different thing. Oh. It is not so much focused on bands. Um, there's a couple bands, but it's mostly looking at the scene around the bands. Mm. In the same way that, like, the second one is less about the bands as it, like, grows out and, like, it talks about these... <laughs> Um, this culture around the bands, whether they are fame-seeking people who are in bands, or they are like the people clinging to the the bands as part of the culture. This one is primarily about gutter punks and mm-hmm. squatters in whatever city this was. I don't remember what city it is. It's all in LA. All three of the movies are in LA. Okay. And just, like, homeless teenage gutter punks who, like, are exactly that. They're, like, asking people for change on the street. They're, like, living in parking lots or squatting in abandoned homes and stuff like that. And this only feels, like, one degree worse than what was happening in the first movie. Like, the first movie you had, like, dudes living in closets, you know? But it... Howdy! Howdy. Podcast. We're podcasting. What? We're recording a podcast. Cool. Anyway, decline part three. Um, that felt very different. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that that guy was like any that much older than these people, but they're like, oh, I've been homeless since I was twelve, or. Or whatever, like, I've been an alcoholic since I was three years old. That kind of, like, stuff. And it was very, like, difficult to watch at times. Mm. There's one part where, like, a person who has appeared in the documentary, like, dies Mm -hmm. while they're still, like, making... So they have, like, this after that happens. They have, like, reaction. They, like, talk about what happened... And they go to, like, this little memorial on a wall where people wrote messages. And, like, his old, like, bedroll is still there in this lot. And it's, like, hard to get through at times. Um, Yeah. It is a very human look at these kids who are just, like... Struggling. Yeah. They're just trying to survive and... And stuff, yeah. Music's very good. In, In Decline Part 3? Yeah. Like, I didn't like hardly any of the music in part two. Um, I liked some of, like... Megadeth's a pure volume. Hmm. There are probably fewer bands in this movie than the others. But I think I liked 
some of the music more. Like, oh, I, I like punk music, whatever. But, yeah. But um, it wasn't like... Some of it was like... Started to get into what we were talking about of like political messaging in their music, but it was all, it felt very, very basic and very like yes. obvious and blunt and yes. like just saying the thing out loud. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, that's, I guess, I, I would have expected more artifice or more like wallpaper around the subject, but there was, it was just like, pure we're going to talk about back alley abortions we're going to talk about uh organized religion as a like harmful construct mm. we're going to talk about like republicans <laughs> <laughs> um so it was interesting and it was a very affecting movie i teared up a little bit at certain points uh, i liked it a lot i'm glad i think it's my favorite quote-unquote of the three okay like i wouldn't want to watch it again because it's a sad movie Mm -hmm. it doesn't have like a happy ending yeah they're like there's a freeze frame halfway through the credits of two people from this documentary saying this person died on this day this person is currently in jail like waiting to go to trial for killing him Uh like it's not a fun happy time it's we're not laughing at it the way we were laughing at the metal years yeah the metal years is (laughs) just the most ridiculous it's been it's probably been like six years since i've seen either decline either of the first two decline movies i've never seen part three yeah um because i'd heard i don't know i'd always heard it wasn't as good i think maybe those people are misguided uh whoever sent telling me it's not as good um, different things. Like all three of these movies are very different. Yeah. Um, I have hidden lore. Yes. There's a guy in this movie who says, uh, "Oh, the world would be better off if women were in charge." And if I have a daughter, I hope she's a lesbian because I don't trust men and all this stuff. He also sings a femdom anthem. Oh, uh-huh, oh, uh-huh, uh-huh. According to Wikipedia. Uh, the director of this movie started a relationship with him after this movie, and as far as I know, has continued to, to maintain that relationship. Oh, yeah, Penelope Spheris is great. This does not surprise me. <laughs> Penelope Spheris being a femdom? Sure, yeah. I believe this. Oh, uh, um, yeah. That was like, I like realized, I had read that line on the Wikipedia, and then I went back after watching the movie to figure out remember which character that was person not a character right um and realized that it was the femdom guy the guy who sings about please slap my sweaty balls um uh I really enjoyed that movie um it's very like the first five minutes are like I don't I it made me anxious mm-hmm. and and like seeing all the people in the front row of the concert trying to, like, spit on the singer of this band was just like, ugh. Mm. Made, like, it's gross, but, like, it's gross. Mm-hmm. And it, it it hit me harder than it would most people, probably. But, um, it's just a weird thing. 
weird reaction I had. I should watch this movie. Yeah. I'm glad I didn't today. I don't think I had the bandwidth for it in my heart, but um, yeah. yeah. I should watch this movie. Um, was this one also on YouTube? Yeah. Okay, cool. All, all three of them, I guess, are on YouTube, yeah, which is you sick. Shout-outs to Penelope Spheris for just not giving a shit, I guess. Um, uh, it took so long to put them out, like, to release them on, like, DVD or whatever, because she didn't want to give up the rights to it or something. I was reading it on Wikipedia. It's on oh, the page. interesting. Like, the reason that they only came out as a three-part set is because every deal that wanted to, like, distribute it wanted to keep the rights to it. And she was like, no. That's good for her. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, anything else about... Uh, I'm trying to think if I have anything to say about Decline Part 1 or 2. I feel like repertory screenings, which we both ended up watching these because I'd seen... I'd seen the first two years and years ago, and our friends over at repertory screenings, like just did a podcast about it this week. I was like, oh shit, I should watch this again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was a really rewarding experience. Um, I'm, I like music now. Yeah. <laughs> a thing that has been happening recently over the last month or two is that I've thought about music and like thought about getting into music. Like I, I've spent the summer writing songs and wanting to make music, uh-huh. um, which is hard when all you can do is write and you can't actually sing or play instruments. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, working on it i guess but yeah um anyway i've started to get more into listening to music alongside my uh attempts to read more um and music is cool music is great i love it is this music (laughs) um anyway so i hear some music is it coming from here or from here no it's yeah uh yeah and this just made me like think about music a lot and like stuff. I like it. I like this movie. I don't understand how you can drink a Dr. Pepper at 7.59 in the morning. It's less caffeine than a cup of coffee, right? The sugar is the thing that... I don't know. I just can't have that much sugar early in the morning or it'll mess up my day. My day's always messed up. That's fair. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Export Audio. This is now episode 63.5. It'll be in the same <coughs> file as episode 63. A fragmentary file. Uh, it's just... For... Also, we have a better setup for this than we did before, where we're just yeah. closer together and closer to the mic, and like, yeah. I don't know why we didn't record like this. 
I'm gonna scoot Thanks the mic. for just grabbing the mic. Look, look at those good waveforms you made when you jostled the mic. That's I was good. just scooching it closer to you because it seems like it's closer to me than it is to you. But now it seems closer to you. I don't know. I have no idea. I'm sorry for the burp. Anyway, we had to stop recording last night. We for- just got breakfast. Continue. We, we had to stop recording last night for various reasons, uh, and we basically covered all the content. I just wanted to kind of, I felt bad about having to cut the recording off, like, when it was 80% done, and so I just kind of wanted to come back this morning, maybe do like another 15 minutes, and then do plugs, and yeah. call it. We went to a bookstore last night, and we got some books. We got some books. Uh, so, last week... Okay, so Nora and I's one-year anniversary of dating, depending on how you count it. Which is the official, the universal calendar. Yeah. Uh, is generally agreed upon to be September 28th. Yes. Some people might say that it was February 7th. Some people <laughs> might. <laughs> that's, the, that's the day the podcast started. No, if you were going to use early, early 2017, you would use whatever day we um, recorded. The Matrix. Yeah, I mean... You like, called it a date? I called it a date. Yeah. You blushed. I didn't blush. I assumed you blushed. We were on opposite sides of the country, so... That's not true. We were, like, two states over. Anyway, um, so Nora got me for my... <clears throat> as my anniversary present, a gigantic book uh, that has some illustrations, and it's got every Earthsea novel, every Earthsea short story, and a couple lectures from Ursula K. Le Guin in it. It's sick as shit. And I felt terrible because I didn't know what the fuck to get Nora. She got so, me this. Im- so I told them what to get me. Much as I had told you what to get me. Yeah. Uh, I had told I you. I like this setup that we have. I told you I wanted the Earthsea book and was going to buy it for myself. And you said, no, I'll get it for you as an anniversary present. I was like, oh, right. We do have that coming I, out. Part of that was like, you're going to like grind yourself into dust trying to figure out what thing to buy with this little money you have right now. Mm -hmm. And so I was going to take that off you. Okay. Anyway, so we um Nora bought me Earthsea and then I didn't know what to buy Nora and we were at Barnes & Noble last night. Um, And true deep lore export audio fans might know that once there was a podcast called Zero Heroes, and on that podcast, Nora and I did an episode about Monstrous. Um, two. Really, we did two. Because <laughs> um, <clears throat> we were going to do it on volume one. Mm-hmm. I read issue one. And you could be forgiven for making that mistake, because issue one of Monstrous is 80 pages, I think. Um it, volume, issue one is big. The rest are all like standard 22, 24 uh, page issues. But the first one is big. So you could be forgiven for making that mistake, I think. Anyway, I so we read, so. we've read volume one. Um, and at Barnes & Noble, they had book one, which I believe is the first three trade paperbacks. It's the first um, 18 issues. First 18 issues. It's big. The only reason I read the wrong thing is because I read it digitally. Mm-hmm. If I had got bought it in like print, obviously I would have had volume one. Yeah, yeah. Um, I read I read volume one digitally. I also I own volume one digitally and physically. Um, mm-hmm. And now I also own. I mean, we own. You own Mr. Lunt voice digitally. 
You own, um... Sort of Jonah and the Big Fish DVD commentary deep cut. Continue. I, th- I thought you were doing a control person voice. No, that's Ati, not Mr. Lunt. Oh. I didn't know who Mr. Lunt was. I figured it was some... He's the onion from VeggieTales. Oh. I think it's Jonah and the Big Fish. Is that the VeggieTales? I've never seen VeggieTales, despite now having two partners that were trying to get me to watch VeggieTales. One partner, one ex-partner. Well, yeah. 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 I mean, ex-partner, now best friend, whatever. Maybe someday I'll be your friend. Maybe. Probably not. We should watch VeggieTales together. No. (laughs) I'm not watching Christian children's cartoons. If Export Audio hits $100 a month... No. We will do a no. de- we will do a movie no. commentary no. for the Jonah movie. No. <laughs> it's very it the DVD commentary on that movie is very funny. It's like worth watching. It's worth watching like that movie's okay, but like the DVD commentary is very funny. I really liked the DVD commentary <clears throat> on um the Fairly Odd Parents movie which had Cosmo and Wanda in character. The live action movie? No, the 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 animated movie. Like they just did Oh, I didn't the know. The Fairly Odd Parents movie, and it was just like uh, an episode of the show, but bigger. Damn. Um, Same. I watched the commentary to that movie like a hundred times as a kid because I only owned like six DVDs, so mm-hmm. you would just watch the six DVDs you had. Um, I'm going to take a sip of this uh, coffee that I got at the homophobic chicken. Uh, I also... No, it's a really light roast. I don't really like the Chick-fil-A coffee. It's lighter even than the McCafe. The McCafe is like a really light roast, but it's like a good light roast. It's not a good light roast, but it's an acceptable light roast. This is just like... This is everything I don't like about light roast coffee. Okay. Anyway, um... I think they should use heat to roast it. Instead of lights. We... Okay, so... When Rags was here... We took mm-hmm. them to a comic shop, and I'll talk about the comic shop in a sec. We also went to a place that served gelato across the street yes. from the comic shop. And this gelato place had, like, a locally owned roastery there. Like, there was mm-hmm. a dude, and then he was selling pounds of coffee that he had roasted himself. I really want to try that. Yeah. Uh, I really want to, you know, support local businesses as much as I can. I will yeah. take my next best thing, which is... Every week, getting my free pound of coffee from a gigantic corporation. If you live in St. Louis, Export Audio is a local business, and you should support us. Yes. Um, but at the comic shop last week, <clears throat> on a whim, I saw Witch Hat Atelier, which I was hesitant to purchase at first, because I remember seeing, like, two people ever post about it, which either meant... That it was, like, really good and there were only two people who had read it. Or it was, like, like I was going to get to, like, volume two and there was going to be, like, some homophobia. Mm-hmm. Like, it was it was either, like, oh, I'm really let down by this homophobia or, like, it's really good. I genuinely have no... What if, what if it was really fucked up and it was both? I mean, like, I just have no recollection of what it is. I just know that <laughs> when I see very few po- people post about mm-hmm. a very new manga, mm-hmm. like... I, w- I just got worried, but I picked it up. I picked it up because um, <clears throat> the pencil work in that book is fucking incredible. Mm-hmm. It's fucking amazing. Um, and I bought it at this comic shop last week. And then we were at this Barnes & Noble yesterday, and I just wanted to look through something. 
So I picked up this book that I already owned and was like, oh, well, Barnes & Noble is like just a really good... Is it, It's easier to read at Barnes & Noble than it is at, at home. At our Barnes & Noble. This is not like any other Barnes & Noble I've ever been to. What? Okay, I want to revisit that in just a moment. Um, so I just picked up Witch Hat Atelier and like read it there last night and it was quite good. I will talk about Witch Hat Atelier. I'm very curious about how this Barnes & Noble is different because this Barnes & Noble is just like every other Barnes & Noble in Missouri and Kansas as far as I know. That's fine. Uh, Barnes is in Texas that I went to. I don't remember if they even had a cafe or like maybe they did and I'm not remembering it. Mm -hmm. It's just like... I never got the vibe that I was allowed to sit down and just read a book there instead of buying it. Oh, yeah, no. Every Barnes & Noble I've ever been to, it's like, yeah, it's totally chill if you just hmm. read shit and don't buy it. I also, one time... I remember them complaining about it. Like, employees complaining about it. I one time... Um, <coughs> although, that might be my the, the group of friends I was in at the time. It was a writer's group. Mm. And maybe they were just being snobby about it. Mm-hmm. They had a tendency to be snobby about things. Yeah. Especially related to fiction and, like, writing and books. And so. Um, I mean, I also was snobby. I really miss Borders. That was where we hung out. That was, like, after um, <clears throat> the college-age group hung out at the fucking Borders in Allen, Texas. So we had... Um, yeah, we had... Um, made out in that place once. We had a Borders in Lee Summit um, that was, like, within walking distance of where everybody lived. And so, like, even before we had cars or, like, we could all, like, convince one parent, like, hey, just drive us all five minutes to the Borders. We'll hang out there all day. You can, like, leave. <laughs> it's a very funny. Yeah. <laughs> you, like, drive us all to the Borders. You can leave. Like, mm -hmm. we're at a fucking bookstore. We can attend to ourselves. There's also, like, three places to eat here. The so Borders like, is where I bought um, Vampire Hunter D, like mm -hmm. the first light novel. I want to read more of those, um, and I never have, because I really want to get it, get into Vampire Hunter D, because one, it's vampires, and two, that mono art is fucking good as hell. And yeah, like, I don't know, I've always been way more sentimental about Borders than like Barnes & Noble, because like, there was a Barnes & Noble in Independence, and so you had to drive 15 minutes, and so it wasn't terrible but like when you're 15 15 minutes a 15 minute drive over the highway feels like forever because you haven't driven over a million highways in your life yet but you are also just a person who has driven like four hour road trips on the reg now. yeah yeah like yeah and, uh, like my first job when i was 17 ended up like being at the movie theater right next to the barnes and noble and so like over time i felt like oh it's not you know that's a very easy drive. <laughs> yeah. But when the borders closed, when we were all like 14 or 15 or something, it felt immense that now we had to go to Barnes & Noble. Um, borders was great. Borders was great. They had a whole like manga section, like big, like not bigger than this Barnes. Like this Barnes has a pretty but we had, like, wide thing. But we had like one and a half shelves of like Western comics at my borders. And then we had so much manga. Um, there's also a, a little, the sci-fi fantasy was like in a little like U shape or like a half circle mm -hmm. with a freestanding shelf. I remember middle. this. Yeah. It's a great place to make out. Yeah. Behind that shelf. I'm sure. I'm, yeah. Um. Unless you're tall enough that, uh, your heads just poke out 
Oh, you don't think about it. <sighs> um, so yeah, Witch Hat Atelier, it's... <laughs> it's... Okay. <clears throat> the art, beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Mainly, the art's so good that I'm now like, I should read more manga. Like, because, like, I know Hunter x Hunter has, like, really good art. And I'm like, oh, I can just... I used to really love comic books, and I can, like, I can feel getting back into that now a mm-hmm. little bit. I read a comic. It's also, it's just a thousand tropes. It's just, like, Harry Potter and Zelda, I guess. <laughs> Mostly it's just Harry Potter. It's kind of just Harry Potter, but good. I love Little Witch Academia. It's, it's very much, it's very much, here's the thing. Little Witch Academia is a constant disappointment to me because I really want to like Little Witch Academia, <clears throat> but I don't. Uh-huh. And this is exactly the thing that I want from Little Witch Academia, but I like it better. Um, it's also like there are just a couple, you know, minor little tweaks. You know, it's just like its own presentation of the formula. It's like they've got transmutation circles like Full Metal Alchemist, which I like. But there's a little more mysticism to the magic, a little more mystery. Um, Like, it feels like the magic can kind of do and be whatever in a way that I like. It's also more, like, pastoral countrysides, like, Ghibli's. Mm -hmm. um, I can't remember, like, the actual word that M told me. They all wear cone hats. They all wear cone hats. Um... The Ozpin looking motherfuckers got one glasses uh, that Dumbledore piece of shit and one that's normal glasses. That Dumbledore piece of shit who does look exactly like Ozpin, mm-hmm. he sucks. I can unsurprisingly, t- and it's it's at the good part of the story. <clears throat> it's at the good part of the story where one, I as a person who is an adult and has read Harry Potter know that he's terrible. Two, none of the characters yet know that he's terrible. And three, if I were a kid reading this, like if I were, you know, 12 and reading this, and I think you could be 12 and reading this, I would have, I couldn't be, I would have no idea that he was terrible yet. Mm -hmm. I would be absolutely caught off guard when the twist comes that he's terrible. What if the twist never comes because it's a bad manga? No, I think it's absolutely already like laying the seeds of being critical of him. It's just in a way that like. I don't think a 12-year-old might pick up on because they haven't read a million of these stories before. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I know that this D- Dumbledore is bad. And also, yes, he looks like he looks exactly like Ospin, which is great. <laughs> I read a comic. You read a comic. I don't know how to pronounce it. No. Because I don't... Do, do you have a copy? Maybe I can take a swing at it? Like, where's the copy? I mean, you here. Okay. You can find... I'm going to go... I'm going to guess... It's... Oh, fe- oh, fe- Ophucius, I'm guessing. Ophucius. Uh, it's at dreamcakecomics.com is where you can like pick it up. It's a very cool, very like bright colored uh, little graphic novel about uh, two robots and a skeleton. Hmm. The skeleton is a robot with a skull face, but the description on I think the website calls it two robots and a skeleton. Uh, and they go and they go on an adventure and it's cool and I liked it a lot. It's very pretty. I, I haven't like read it yet, but it looked very Steven Universe. Yes. It yes. does look very Steven Universe. Um, but they say the word uh, genocide in there. Oh. That, yeah. 
Okay. So like <clears throat> Steven Universe, but like if it wasn't on Cartoon Network and they if, could just say the thing. No, Steven, Steven Universe, Universe if it was on Cartoon Network, but like an hour later. Right, right. It's like Samurai Jack levels of, of Okay. Of yeah. intensity for children. Like Do you it's think not Samurai bad. Jack holds up at all. I doubt it, right? I bet you I bet you like that every ten I, episodes there's two good ones. Yes. I bet there's like six really good Samurai Jack episodes yeah. and a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. I bet any time a woman is in that show it's bullshit. Oh I bet every oh yeah. That's just also my, my racist, guess. right? Like it's racist, like the premise. I don't know. I mean, like, I don't know all the staff of the sh- of that show. I just and I don't know much about Gen Gendi Tarkovsky. Yeah. Tartakovsky? Tar- Gendi Tartakovsky, I think is, is Gen- okay. I'd have to look it up. I don't know much about him. I don't think he's Japanese. I don't get that impression, but I wouldn't you know I wouldn't know. Seems racist. I don't oh. Seems like you know. seems like Legend of the Five Rings like fetishizing Japan. Oh, we can't talk about Legend of the Five Rings on this podcast. Do you want me to cut that? No, that was okay. It just seems like very, yeah, it seems like very fetishizing Japan, etc. Huh. There know. are probably people. I'm out not there. here to cancel Samurai Jack. Cartoon Network did that already. <laughs> Didn't they bring it back? I think they brought yeah, it back. They brought, I know they, they brought, brought it back, it back and, and made it edgy. Oh, did they just do the thing that Samurai Jack always kind of should have been? It's just like they made it Logan. Yeah. Okay. He's an old man. That's all right. It's all right. I saw like two episodes and it seemed pretty cool, but like. Um. Anyway, uh, fucking this comic was good. Uh, it was just a fun adventure. It's not like. It's not that big. It's not that tough. It's just it's a cool comic. Um, I don't have like a ton to say about it. <laughs> I also one last thing. Um, so Anna, our roommate's favorite book series is called Shades of Magic. Mm-hmm. Um, when we were dating, like colors or like shadows, like shadows, I think, but a little bit colors, but mostly like shadows. Oh, because there's okay. <clears throat> let me let me give you. The Allison historical context, and then I'll explain the book just a little tiny bit. Um, uh, Allison, it's Anna's favorite book series. While we were dating, two of those books were out, and so I read two of those books. The first one, I thought, was terrible. I thought that book was unbearably bad. Mm-hmm. The second one... I, I told Anna, I'm not reading the second one. The first one was so bad, I'm not going to read the second one. And they pushed me, and we were dating, and so I acquiesced. And the second one was great. Shockingly good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so recently, um, I was looking for a book to read. Didn't you get roped into revisiting these books because you made fun of their tattoo? No. No. Oh. I started making fun of their tattoo after I started rereading the books. So recently, we haven't, Anna and I haven't dated in like three or four years. So whenever the, the second book came out, I think in 2016. So I haven't read either book since 2016. Um, so I picked up the third book recently um, and then was like, oh shit, I don't remember anything that happened because it's been three years. And so I was like, I can just. 
both of these books were at the Lawrence Public Library's like um, digital borrowing thing, and so I just borrowed those books digitally from Lawrence um, and like reread both of them very hastily because I can now just listen to audiobooks at two speed and it's fine. Um, and I like the first one a lot better now. Um, it's wild how like reading something under your own volition is so much more enjoyable. Yeah. It's also, um, it's also just that in the, in the years between then and now Mm -hmm. I started to like anime. This book is basically just, this book is to me very clearly someone who really loves anime, but doesn't know how to make a manga or an anime knows how to write a book. She's very good at writing a book, I think. And so... Just wait until I write a book. It'll be just anime. Yeah, it's just anime. It'll be bad Gundam. That's what it'll be. <laughs> she, she, she just wrote an anime book. It's pretty good. Sure. It's it's like... If you like that, then like Mistborn is going to be great for you. Yeah, it's like 75% just Felmel Alchemist, you know? Um, and then the 25% is like original, but she's clearly like just like... Moving around all the toys, like, all the things that she likes, she's just kind of doing her own take on them. And I, mm-hmm. you know, that's a type of thing I really like. I just praised Witch Hat Atelier, after all. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the premise is that, like, so there's, there's a world in which there exists Grey London, and that is our world. It is, in the books, it is in the 18th century, and it is Grey London... Because there is no magic there. And our world is a world without magic. And then, like, the next world over is Red London, a place with a lot of magic. Um, and then... Um, the then there's Yellow London, where everyone drives a submarine. <laughs> and, like, the next world over from Red London is White London, a place where the magic uh, is fading. And... The next place. I'm pretty sure Grey London is also White London. Sometimes. <laughs> and the next world over from White London is um, Black London, a place that the magic consumed and like is now sealed off from the other three worlds. Um, does this like does this mean that there's like a red Texas? No. So the Shit. here there's a weird thing where the name London. The language of English and the the river that runs through London in our world called the Thames in Red London and White London is called something else. Like those three things are constant. Nothing else is. Like if you went, if you left Red London and traveled south and you would think you would get to France, you will not get to France. You is, would get to... Is France south of London? Yes. I, I don't know. I think. I don't know. I don't want to look like an idiot. Now I'm good. I don't know Europe. Maps.google.com. Regs help. <laughs> just, just, just. Oh, jeez. There's an island out there. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, you would get to get to France. Yeah, you almost get to Paris. You have to go a little bit like a little bit like south by southeast. But like, I think yeah, that's my favorite music festival. 
<laughs> um, There's a lot of countries in Europe. Holy shit. Yeah, they're like state-sized. They're like the size of states. Yeah, they're kind of, they're kind of like states. Um. Anyway. I just forget how many there are sometimes. And there's only like a special chosen few people who have it like... Not chosen... I don't know. It'll probably explain this in the third book. It hasn't quite gotten to the mechanisms of some things yet um, to create suspense, but <clears throat> only like Antari are able to travel between the worlds and everybody planeswalkers. else. Planeswalkers. Yeah, only planeswalkers are allowed to travel between the three worlds. Everybody else, um, like, is either in the gray world, the red world, the white world. There's no one left in the black world, presumably. Mm. Um,. And yeah, it's, so the first book is like, a magic MacGuffin escapes from Black London and wreaks havoc across the three worlds, mm -hmm. and like, the two protagonists have to like, go on an adventure to like, send it back to Black London, um, and like, you know, evil kings and powerful wizards are trying to stop them. Sure, like they do. The second book is like... The two protagonists from the first book are clearly in love, but have spent, like, six months apart. Um, uh, and, you know, like, one of them is off doing pirate adventures. The other is, like, kind of imprisoned in his own London after the events of the first book. Uh, and there's a tournament coming. And they, they all have to get ready for the tournament to compete in the tournament. And, of course, like, the two protagonists end up secretly in disguise competing in tournament so they don't know who's in mm -hmm. the tournament and then the third book is i think like you know black linden is going to start knocking on the doors and being like hey i want to it was for dramatic effect stop banging on the table <laughs> stop fucking on the table stop fucking the table anyway yeah books aren't great but the books are pretty good Books in general are, are alright. Books, generally? Love them. Uh, I've been reading. Yeah? I've had, like, a bunch of books lately. Why are you just zooming in on the North Pole? I'm trying to zoom out. You're just spinning the... Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Google Maps does not like this. Whatever I'm doing. Yeah, you're fucking with it. Google Maps was giving me a globe when I wanted, um... A 2D plane. We're at... We don't live on a 2D plane. I know. But I wanted a projection of the globe onto a 2D plane. That sucks. You know about projective geometry? You're projecting right now. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> um, I'm excited. Yeah? Yeah. What for? Nothing. Oh, Okay. Uh, I'm excited for the end of this podcast. I'm excited for stuff. Anyway. Neithernora.h.io is where you'll find all my games. Twitter.com slash Neithernora is where I'm at. It's an at. It's mm -hmm. also a slash, but it's an at. Uh, Dust Wardens is out. So that's cool. Uh, you can find that uh, on my itch. Um, I write a lot of poetry now, uh, which you can find on my medium, 
medium.com slash at Zoe underscore Mars. That's X-O-E underscore Mars. You can also follow me on Twitter at Zoe Mars. X-O-E-M-A-R-S. Um, do I have other stuff to plug? Exportod.io. So. You know. That's me. I plug that. <laughs> Shit. I mean, like, you're on it, but I just feel like it's the tradition is For that podcast, I always plug that. I plug that. <laughs> Bad coffee. I drink that. <laughs> We're referencing two different things. Do your plugs. Oh, are you not referencing? I was referencing the tweet. Uh-huh. I don't know. His weed, I roll that. His dick, oh. I suck that. Oh, I was doing. Yeah, I, I, know. A- <laughs> I know. I'm not a podcaster. Um. Um, do your fucking plugs. You can find me on Twitter at Allison underscore coffee, A-L-I-S-O-N underscore coffee. Um, the day that we were recording the second segment and probably the day that this podcast will go up, um, I am recording the third episode of And Then an Aeroplane, which Em and I will be talking about Castle in the Sky, Laputa, Laputa? Laputa, Castle in the Sky. Yes. Um, it's, that movie's really good i would say they picked an unfortunate name but no they didn't what gulliver did yeah yeah it's really his fault for people who don't know in in spanish la puta is the bitch or the whore i can't remember which i remember saying that in class one time and uh getting scolded wikipedia says whore um but um it's a great fucking movie Good movie. Very, very, what do you very, think of that movie? Very good movie. I mean, like, I'm going to talk about it on the podcast today. Yeah, that's the joke. Yeah. Oh, shit. Why do you still have an alarm set for 8.30 every morning? Uh, Just to turn it off. I did. It serves no purpose. Shut up. You have an alarm that goes off at 8.30 every morning. Yes. And there is no purpose to it. Do your plugs. I did my plugs. Uh, exportodd.io slash export audio. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's something we're forgetting. <laughs>